Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. Griff Carger said you were coming there. We have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of Forest Moon Radio. I'm Luke, or Lunatic Online, and I'm joined with a couple regulars. We got Dave. Hey everybody. And we got Justice. Also known as Trees, hello. And we have a very special guest with us. We have Sam from his uh, stream, the Candid Clarinetist. Thanks so much for joining us, Sam. Absolutely. Thanks so much for uh, having me, everybody. I, I really uh, have appreciated getting to know all of you virtually, and it's nice to sit down and chat some X-Wing. Absolutely. Uh, so we have a couple of subjects today. I don't. It, it's not like there's been any crazy tournaments or anything uh, lately. I know that we have the uh, Hexiled Elimination League. It's just a league being run by Scott over at Hexile Gaming, where they have it's a, a bunch it's of under the Kyber banner. Yeah. Okay, so it is a, it is technically a Kyber event. So we got that going on, which is fun. Uh, do you know how many players are in there? Yes, I do. I have it up. Actually, one second. So it was 311. Some people dropped. Last I looked. So let me... Of course, CTD is being slow right now. Okay, total of 312. Nice. So that's only... That's like just under 100... Or uh, 100 less than the Kyber Cup. So I don't think that like these Kyber events are going to slow down anytime soon. They seem to be pretty popular. They're great free events, run really well, and good pride support. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, I'd say the free part is definitely a big thing. And just there's so many great players to have a, to have a chance to play against. It's pretty good. Why, thank you. <laughs> I, I know I, I couldn't join this time, just FYI, everybody. I was talking about it last episode. Uh, my daughter came early, so that's been a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm glad I was actually able to keep doing the podcast and... If you don't hear me for a little bit, it's just because I have to go help out the missus. Have y'all seen the ban cards, though, in this elimination? Uh, what are banned? Yeah. I think I know both Zams are banned. I'll post it, the image in podcast. Can someone explain to me the format of this Kyber League? Because I yeah. know like the previous one was a pretty standard like tournament. Yeah, to so that's the... The Kyber Cup was the last one, which is just a standard extended event where after a couple of weeks you could change your list or change some upgrades or whatever you needed to do uh, just in case you didn't feel like running it. I know there was one or two people that actually changed their list after two weeks after going 0-2 and actually made it into the cut. Luke knocked me out of the cut. Uh, somebody <laughs> very handsome knocked you out of the cut. <laughs> okay, so this one, what happens is it's a... Uh, Standard, ex- it's extended. Um, tournament wise, at the start of it, they ban ten cards. 
by vote. <clears throat> and then each week they're going to add two more cards by vote. And so do you do you change your list every week? Yes. Okay. You can change up your list every week. It's a more it's a, like a league instead of a tournament. So the cards the first 10 cards that were banned were both Zams and Dooku and Jango. That must piss you off. Um, they, the whole list, all of the bands are like, oh, this is an attack on me, it feels like. <laughs> but Dread both Zams, Jango and Dooku. Oh, Dooku. So there goes like my double fire spray list. Yeah. Nice parkets aren't on there. Thread Tracers, Baron, brand new. the Cartel Spam. I mean, all spacer. that stuff's brand new. Well, people got tired of the Cartel Spam. Admiral so Sloan got all this stuff online. Yeah. Admiral Sloan, which I think out of all of them, that's the most interesting and foresight. And then the Thermal Debts and the this False week, Transponder Codes. Yeah. This week we lost the False Transponder Codes and Thermals. Oh, so there's nothing being taken away. It's just adding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the band league that I played in that was put on by Liberty Squadron Podcast, they, uh, every week, they would have a chance to unban something. I think it's just going to keep adding two each time. Okay. And whatever I, I use, really like this. Whatever I use, I feel like it's going to be added. Because <laughs> I just flew my, uh, in round one, I won, but I flew my K-wing list, which is thermal detonators. But it's all, um, it's all the community, like what they, everybody in the tournament, what they decide to yep. put in the survey to ban, right? So, yep. I doubt people are going to put K-wings in there. No, but they put thermals, and then the NPA list I was going to talk about uses false transponder codes, but then every scum list now does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I really like this because. I was talking about this in a a, pre, a, a different podcast that I was on, but I, I think that that uh, the hyperspace format in particular adds a really interesting element competitively to the game because it allows them to add and remove cards. And unfortunately, what they did with this hyperspace space format is they just kind of, you know, spun the wheel and said, "Hey, you can have all generics of this or all named pilots of this ship." But I think that they can do stuff like this in the hyperspace format, where you take the you know twenty most played upgrades and pilots and you and you ban them you know you can't play that in hyperspace and then it really adds list building as one of the primary uh competitive aspects which i think is really interesting yeah i, I used to like how they formatted it so hyperspace would be if you just started playing in 2.0 you could play in hyperspace but now it's just oh you you might be able to buy this ship now but half of the pilots in that pack you can't play so they really changed it a lot and kind of like having more pilots open. Like they still had certain pilots banned like Sintrafell and stuff like that, but they still had Kylo and Boba and everything like that. But you shouldn't say, oh yeah, none of the named pilots are playable. Sorry. Yeah, I just I, th I think the most recent hyperspace was really lazy, just the way they did it. You know what I mean? It was like very... It was like, like, okay, you get all name pilots or all generics for each ship, but there was no like rhyme or reason to it, it felt like to me. So it's like, if you really like a certain ship, and then it's like, oh, I can finally play this ship. I really want to play my fireball. Oh, I can only 
play the Colossus station mechanic. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> right. And and that's what I was upset about because I was really getting into CLT Jedi and they just totally took that away. You can't play any CLT Jedi. And, and so and it was, see, uh, CLT Jedi is not bad. It's fun. It takes flying. Right, which is why I was upsetting that they just totally removed it from the format. But they didn't do it because it was competitively a problem. They just did it because it seemingly randomly you know what i mean yep so i hope i hope with formats moving forward they 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 put more thought into what is going to make a good format and not just like rolling the dice and saying okay you can have generics here or name pilots here because that's not interesting list building in my opinion so i know i hyped up uh, hyperspace was that that was when uh the packs came out the big boxes okay but was it actually amg that that changed that or was that still an ffg well we don't know Okay, but I know, like, look, just looking at what AMG does do with Marvel Crisis Protocol, I do have faith they're going to look at the community and look at everything, because even um, Crisis P- Protocol they have a limited list and a ban list on their cards and stuff. So I don't know. Let's see what happens. But yeah, any trends that we see on this, uh, so yeah, this is all the ban list is all community. Uh, driven, voted on pawn. And so, what do we see here with the community? That everyone hates Zam. They hate Fire Sprays. Well, nope. I guess we don't see Boba yet. There's no Boba. Well, once they took the crew slot off, Boba became a lot less powerful. Now you have to actually be kind of brave to fly Boba because you're flying an 85 point ship with not as much help as you used to have. I well, think, though, you. if you put Kanan with him, it's going to be great. Well, that's true. He has new new moldy crow friends. Or new hawk friends. Kanan or Gamut, I think, would... Yeah, I can't wait to try that. But so, everyone hates Zam. <laughs> that could be a TV show. I think it was. And then... I mean, it looked like Swarms got hit. I think they just got rid of. I think they just don't like separatist fire sprays. Is what it looks like. Yeah, they don't, they don't want, like separatist. Um, and I think Let's... with that, you're kind of also getting rid of count. I mean, you didn't even really need to get rid of Count Dooku crew if you got rid of both of the main fire sprays. Hey, you know what Atreides like playing? He liked playing Zam with Dooku. Let's just get rid of both. Well, I don't think you're the only one. <laughs> no, but just like Netter, Netter likes uh, Inquisitors with foresight. And look, we got rid of both the Inquisitor and Foresight. Well, it's also a fact they both had meta success as well. So that's I mean, thing. I think this is kind of reflective of like what the main issues have been recently, which is, you know, you see the Barons and the Cartel Spacers and the Thread Tracers on the ban list. And I think that those three agility ships with four health, where you can put six of them on the board... Are a real problem, you know, um, especially ones that you can attach prockets or cannons to. It's just it's it's hard because even if you reward yourself with good flying and get a good shot, like a range one shot or something, you know, they could just roll three paints and take one damage, and then all of a sudden you have to do it again in another turn and hope to to deal some damage. So it's just I think that the the high agility backed up by so much health has has become a bit of an issue. And especially when combined with all the sufficiency of like, you know, the barons with the boost focus or the barrel focus is just a little too powerful for where they're at right now. 
I know variance is a thing, but with these guys, you really got to hope that they blank out. <laughs> right. Because, uh, I mean, you can even if they do, you get. Yeah, even if they do, you know, you get, you get 15 what, points. Big. Yeah, yeah, you get like what 40 points if you kill one of them. So. But uh, these generics with three agility, everybody's like has a right to complain about them. Um, but then all these new A wings come out, and you can fit an I six, an I five, and three I fours in a Rebel A wing list. And I think that's definitely worth looking at. I know it's only five, and they don't have pockets, or I guess they could have pockets, but I don't think you could squeeze all the pockets in there. Maybe like one or no. two. So, but if you put Ahsoka in there, it's really hard to fit anything else. You might have patience on Ahsoka and everybody else naked. But yeah, those guys look fun. All the all the new squad packs really shook things up. And then the addition of thermals and false transponder codes. I think right. thermal detonators are very good for the point cost, mainly just because you get four charges on them. I think that's really the, the kicker, <laughs> which pushes them over the top. False transponder codes, it, 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 it has a really powerful effect. I'm not convinced it's one of the most powerful cards in the game. Um, I think it's very powerful great. if you don't know how to approach it, and it makes a great alpha strike. Says the person who flies the HMPs, you can take target locks early. Yes, yeah, just take false transponder codes, it's fine. Um, but no, I think with the emergence of Cutthroat plus transponder codes, it's very strong. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it's good. I don't think it's a game-breaking card, though. I mean, if I'm if I'm playing Aces and I see false transponder codes across the table, I'm just going to target lock rocks. Yeah, but then the other person doesn't have to target lock. And that's another thing, is if... Uh... Some of these three jelly ships, if they only have a focus on them, and the false transponder codes goes off, then you're you have a target locked an A wing or an, or an Inquisitor, and they can't spend their green tokens, which is uh, and I mean you this can is just the, nuke an A wing off the board. It's pretty. It can be powerful. This is the perfect transition. You know how to approach it and get them out of arc and target lock them and just get rid of it. Then it can just get rid of the false transponder codes, and then you just don't have to worry about it. Yep. But I think this is a great transition to uh, talk about MPE real fast, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because, uh, so, I've been accused recently of bringing, and, you know, I have felt bad very recently about bringing a certain list. I posted it in the podcast chat if y'all want to look at it. Um, if you've watched Candy Clarinetta's stream, I think, two Sundays ago on Easter Sunday. Yeah, I remember that. You flew against Rob, and he... He kept saying, I feel like I'm not even playing the game. Yeah. And so NPE, like something I'm realizing, you know, both players should have fun. And sometimes there's lists that come out that people make that both players don't have fun against. Yeah. So the lists I've been accused of just like ruining the game of other people's with is my... Four ship scum list. It's Kanan with Foresight, Protectorate Gleb, Counternets, False Transponder Codes, Palab, Cutthroat, Zam, Counternet, False Transponder Codes, Engine Upgrade, Moldy Crow, Captain Seavor with Snapshot, 
laden with snapshot and tractor beam. You've been accused of it being an MPE? Yes. All right. What's the what's the exact combo that goes off that kind of irks people? Well, so you can't take locks on Kanan or Pala right away. So you're probably going to avoid taking locks because of their false transponder code. So then you decide to take a focus. Well, Palab steals the focus. Then Captain Sevor with Snapshot can shoot with Snapshot, spend his charge, and give you a jam token. So that also jams actions. And then when you shoot him, Kanan can decrease an attack die. So basically, you take away every mod they have. Decrease their dice. Decrease their dice. And you don't want to fly into the list, so you're going to be kind of cagey. And you're not going to, like, you're probably going to have two shots on it. So, okay. First shot, I'm going to decrease your dice. Who are you going to shoot at in this list? I think that's what struck me when you flew this list was I was like, who do you shoot? Because, I mean, the obvious answer is Seavor, I guess. But you get jammed, so it's not a great shot. Leighton usually comes into the fight with an evade already. Yep. Kanan, and then whoever you decide to shoot, Kanan can just, you know, decrease the dice. And you don't want to shoot Paylob because you have Zam. Uh, so it was, it was kind of... It, it looked not fun to play against. I will say that much. Like I, I, I wouldn't know how to approach it really. Um, um I, th- I think you have to try to outmaneuver it. But even then, you, the fact that you can point Kanan at your other ships, you just completely nerf the abilities of your opponent to like overpower you with dice. And then, so the trap of, and the trap is latent. Like, Layden will be out there dangling by himself, but are you going to shoot at Layden? With a focus, probably evade because of Snapshot, because Snapshot triggers his ability as well. But then if you let Layden live, I'm just going to tractor you. So, this, I've been accused of making the game unfun. Do you think you're making the game unfun? I actually do with this list. Like, I have fun with it. But then, like, it really... With a game I recently played in uh, the League of Barons, it was the final week. um, We got the game schedule we played, and it was about, like, a 20-minute game because he was flying a two-ship list. I had, like, dropped Connor Nets and Kylo. Kylo didn't have a chance, and he had quick draw too far away because of how he was just was flying, which was smart to like play KG, but are you gonna if you have a two ship list against this, I mean playing KG is bad because one on one. And then I tracked a quick draw onto a rock. And he called it then. It's like wow, I actually feel guilty because that wasn't a fun game for like the opponent and yeah I had fun doing the tricks, but did I really have fun playing the game? Right. I I think this is an interesting topic because you, you do want both players to have fun, but at the same time, like, you know, everyone on this, this podcast is competitive, right? We all want to win. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'll never forget this. I was playing against a friend of mine. This is right when I started streaming, and I was playing a droid swarm with Chertek with uh, Ensnare. 
I and he was playing three. I think he was playing triple silencers, and um, I completely controlled the game with Jertek, and he had no. He just had no no answers. And uh, I remember we were getting to a point where I was like tractoring Kylo through a gas cloud to get, you know, nuked by my entire droid, droid swarm. And over the comms, he goes, you having fun yet, Sam? And I could just tell that he was like really mad and like really upset because like it, it was fun for me to win the game. But it wasn't there was like no interaction on his point. And he's like, if I saw you were playing that list in, in real life, I never would have agreed to play a game. So from that point on, I like. You know, if you're playing a tournament, that's one thing. But I think, you know, if you're just playing X-Wing against a friend or a squad mate or whatever, it's it's good to not to avoid lists like that, I think. But then you know how do I mean? you that's practice? A bit, like, that's a bit of it too, right? How do you practice, Sorry, though, with that? Because, yeah, you, okay. So I've run into when we played in, you know, in person thousands of years ago. No one mm-hmm. would, like, especially in 1.0, like, we get, we get new players at the store. We would get players who, like, or casual, and no one would really want to play against me because I was practicing for tournaments like League Night. I get one night at this store to play, so I want to practice a list that is a tournament list. Mm-hmm. But no one has fun playing against me with it. Well, I think I think you approach it like that, where, where you know you you say, "Hey, I'm, I'm preparing for this tournament. This list is really tough. It's not, you know, it's sometimes not that much fun to play against. Are you okay?" with that you know you just be upfront about it and you know like with new players like i would never play a nantex against a new, yes. a new player or i would never play whisper against a new player you know like i would want to play i would want to have a second list to just be like okay this is my fun list so i think there are ways to practice for a tournament and and you know we all know each other or know other people uh, a lot of people now were who'd be game, you know, like like Justice. I'd I'd always be game to play against you, no matter what you're playing. If you're trying yeah. to practice for a tournament, so I think there are there are ways of going around it. But when you're just trying to like play X-wing to like play the game, I think it's it's good to kind of recognize when when you're not being a good opponent. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the tournament uh, aspect of it. I don't know how many games in an evening. At the store, you actually get, but I can pro- I can usually get, I can always get two games in, sometimes three. So if I was going to practice and there were new people there, I might. But I've always got enough stuff with me to have two or three lists. I I may just practice one game and then play an easier list for the new player, or or just a fun. I've always got a fun list that's I'm probably going to lose. Like like uh sam uh, uh we haven't uh, officially played it but i usually play my favorite list is, is boba fen that's an npe for a lot of people and 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 i know why fen triggers a lot of people too but i have a lot of fun with it but I, yeah it's another list that i'm not going to play a new player with that and i wouldn't even play a for funsies game with it i've played enough well the other thing is i don't really that list has been around long enough i don't need to practice it as much as lists with brand new cards yeah and and it's not just like i'm sure a lot of people have nightmares about Ven Rao, but like i still had a lot of fun playing against you dave like even if i'm playing my rz2s and you get one of my rz2s in range one i'm like uh i should dance around a bit better it's, <laughs> it's uh it's just and, and it can be any literally any ship somebody could hate and there's nothing you can do about it right um, I it's just be, same go 
Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, no, I was I'm just going to say, I wouldn't consider Fen Rao an NPE. I think he's very, he's very high risk, high reward, you know? I, um, I think so. But I have definitely. heard a lot uh, of complaints. And, and yeah. some people, some people just, uh, they just give up um, against uh, Fen sometimes, you know? Um, yeah. But like, they just okay. say, oh, he's three agility. He's going to shoot five dice at me. Like, why do I even bother? But I mean, even if you're flying two attack dice ships, you could be flying Shoot a vulture swarm, and they're gonna. I that's what I know. I try to try to get shots on him at range three because, and he can just disappear. But see, I think... and I wouldn't think Fen would, is an MP really because we've seen Fen and people know it. And yeah, it's dodgy, but there's ways. But like, okay, if you look at something like this, the all these. Oh, threes, I see. I see how this could be very, especially you know especially if you sit down for the game and I didn't actually read your list or think that much about it, I'm going to roll into that first engagement. You're going to do all that to me. I could see how this is a negative play experience, but I got to think you're not playing. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just, don't hit me with this every Tuesday for three yeah. games in a row, maybe, you know? Um, but just it, it's, but then it, it really got me thinking just like it should be fun for both players. Like I built this, in the whole, someone's like, what did you think would happen when I brought this topic up to you? I'm like, well, I thought they would look at it, and it's like, wow, I never thought about all those interactions. That's really smart list building. But no, instead it's, wow, I don't get to play the game. But that's a bit of attitude coming in, right? It's more of an attitude while you're in the middle that this list, like, because people just like, that's a lot of cards, I don't get it, let's just play. And then... right. And, and then that's how you get surprised, which is probably what happened to me. I might not read all those cards and get surprised. But but what I mean by attitude going in is, like, if you did this to me once, it, it, I can't say that that's a negative play experience. But I mean, if this was, if I was coming across this list all the time and I was never getting a handle on how to beat it, or it, it just seems like you would have to... Yeah, I'd have to bump up against this list many times before it became a negative play experience. Like, beating me one time soundly, well, that can be fun. I mean, didn't we talk during the game? We probably, I don't know, there's always something have else you going ever on. Noticed, have you ever noticed, though, when you're playing somebody, I don't know if you have, I know I have, especially through the years, you can tell their voice. Like, Oh, yeah, it, I, it, I, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That the, voice. Their, their, whole, their shoulders go down, The you know, the... You're just throwing the dice anymore. You're you're for, they're forgetting. I know what you mean. They're forgetting actions, not actions, but maybe uh, yeah. interactions. I, I, yeah. But I don't I don't know why that has to happen. It is still just a game, right? Like at a tournament, oh, I I definitely could see getting upset, but but yeah, someone's gonna have to lose every game, right? But they don't have. Okay, Sam, you watched that game. So, do you like you watch one of the games where it's just not fun for the opponent? Yeah, I, like, I, I mean, I think I think we have to be careful not to confuse negative play experience with a good list, right? Because yeah. because like like in my estimation, six barons, two with red tracers, and four with prockets, that's a negative play experience. Because it's too much it's too much health backed up by too much agility, backed up by too much splash damage, backed up by six ships that are all at three 
you know, I3s. Six Nantexes, that's a negative play experience. You know, Atreides, I'm sorry to throw you under the bus, but four, three Nantexes all within Snare plus Grievous, that was a negative play experience. No, you, that, I, deserve, <laughs> I deserve that, okay? Yes. And I and I, I will admit I played that list too. So I, I <laughs> you know, um, but I think that, like, you know, the Inquisitors with concussion missiles, I didn't think that was a negative play experience. I think that's a good, solid list. You know what I mean? And I, I think that, like, anything that just becomes, no matter what I do, I still have a very low chance of winning because it's just too much. Mm-hmm. That's a negative play experience. But if it's just tactically, you know, if, if there's a tactically something that you can do and you just didn't do it, that's not necessarily an NPE. Like, people kept, always talked about Regen Jedi, how that's a negative play experience. I didn't think they were two agility ships, you know, like they're not. I didn't think that that was a negative play experience. Only that most of the time they're shooting two red dice at you. That doesn't seem too terrible. Well, well, they, they were seven B, so they were shooting three. Oh. But yeah, um, yeah, but, but I still, think it's I, the regen that mostly annoyed people. Yeah, but it got but so nerfed into the times. ground. Yeah, it, it, they can only do it two, two, two times, and it got so nerfed into the ground that now, like, the list isn't even viable. You know, yeah, but now if, and you, it never won if they anything. do bring it, you get a lot of points for killing them too. So, right, but it, it also never won anything, and so I think people are just like so quick to just point a finger and say, "Hey, this," and say, you know, Dave, you mentioned uh, Boba Fenn. That list is hard to play. I played that list chronically for like four or five months. It's not put it on the table and win. It is not that list. Like, no, no, no. You need to get used to how careful. to play it. Yeah. To yeah. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt you there. No, I was just going to say, you have to be very careful with how you approach, or you're just going to get Fen killed. And then, you know, Boba can do it, but it's a lot. It's a big ask. So, so it, it, you know, I understand why people are frustrated by it, and I think it was overpowered with, like, the points that it was at because of how deep the bid was. But, yes. I, you know, and, and I think taking Maul away was probably a good call. I don't think the entire crew slot needed to be banned but i think like not having a force point on him was probably a good choice and and uh, and it hasn't stopped me from wanting to play the list right has but yeah (laughs) so i think that you know like i said I, i just think we have to be careful when we start talking about negative play experience where it's like okay this list is just completely not fun to play against because no matter what i do i feel like i don't have a chance versus like that's a strong list and this, I wanted to ask uh, Atreides again for the list that you were playing and the game that you're talking about. Was it a tournament or was it just a, a, um, a night of games? One of the times that I felt really bad was a tournament of last okay. round of the Barons. Another one, it was uh, the charity stream. And good job, Sam, by the way. Shout out for that charity stream. You did awesome. Thank with you. That. Yeah, we raised uh, $600 for the, uh, uh, the officer who was killed at the Capitol. Wow, four hundred bucks more than Axiom. That's incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was a he was an X-wing player, uh, part of the Nova Squadron, and so I've been in touch with them about how that money is going to be donated. But yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. So thanks to all who watched and donated. Oh, great. Um, so yeah, I played on that, and I was just I made this list, and I was like, it's fun, and so I played, and then it slowly, just slowly. Like driving home the point about negative, like, and I keep using negative play experience. 
it's not fun for the opponent to play against. I, I yeah, I could see that. Out of at the tournament on the tournament game, you know, less sympathetic, but for uh, the charity game and 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 if you're just playing again. If it was maybe if it's that person's only game that night, like it, it seemed, it just it seems like that was really quick for someone to get mad. If it was the first game of the evening, you happen to lose very quickly. I mean, that leaves you time to play more games. If not, it, it just and you know it, it it's a fun list to watch and probably I don't know to cast. I would have fun casting it and talking about it. I, I and I'm looking at it and I would love to try and fight against this, like. Yeah, yeah I was it, I was having trouble yeah. keeping keeping track of all your tricks. Uh, I was trying to I was like, okay, so he can do this, but you don't want to shoot him because you have Sam, and then like that was that was fun for me to figure out. But also like I love your list building, so it's 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 it always has the little scummy tricks in them, which I which I always love. And sorry, Lou, I interrupted you. Oh no, it's okay. I was just saying like then there's these lists that are just automatic negative play experiences. Just you see them and you shiver and then there was my five hmps that i and then i got to top 32 in kyber with it and then most of the people in kyber they just saw it and they were like five hmps that's interesting and then they couldn't do anything against it and then after they would kind of complain like how do you like how do you shoot it and not get shot those arcs are huge yeah, um, you don't. <laughs> and then, on top of all that, I have K two before, and I have ways to keep yeah. my eight health shifts alive. And then after the game, people just get kind of depressed or uh, sad. Un, 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 like Chris says in the chat, like they laugh at first, and then they get quiet. I, and, I would have to say I didn't. And I and I and I put it down. I gave it a break because I know against a lot of lists, especially the. Um, the two or three fire spray lists that I played, like they couldn't do much against it because fire sprays, their whole thing is to boost out of arc and and just not get shot uh, and keep their 10 health. But if I got five shots every turn, very accurate two dice attacks, it's uh, it can be a lot to deal with. And it helps when the opponent had an idea and gave up on the idea before the game even can, like got past the first part. <laughs> Yeah, no, I it, went into our game and I had fun, even though I lost handily to you. Yeah, so it's it's all about, uh, like Chris says in the chat here, your personality, and uh, don't go into a six round tournament expecting to face just uh, casual lists. Just prepare to see the worst of the worst. But then, so okay. Let's say you take something like this, and you don't know, and you have no clue. That feeling that you start getting, it just sucks sometimes. Yeah. When, like, the person just gets, like, and I think I was. this is what I was going to say. Um, that's one of the things with online play, I think, that we're kind of getting away from, too. Like, we saw that with the Antex ban. We saw that with all this, that it was this internet like win type of thing and you don't get to see your opponent's face and i think if i took this it would make me feel even worse because all i'm hearing is their voice once you start seeing them i think it would even get worse in that experience well it depends what your goals are right if you're trying not to in a tournament. Win, so let's say not in a tournament in a just 
you come up with this list and you're like, oh, it's great. But it's like, it's all these tricks though. And it's going to do this. And you know it's going to... Okay. I am guilty and I will admit I'm very guilty of this. Of mm-hmm. seeing things and working out. It's like, oh, that would be great for me. Not for my opponent, but for me. Like my Ensnare Nantex. And then I'm like, okay, and I bring it. I'm so excited. And now it's starting to like, oh, but I feel bad doing that to people. And it's a horrible empathy. Empathy sucks. <laughs> but now they can stress themselves and turn around and shoot you. Unless they've already stressed themselves and they're double stressing and that's not as fun. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just, it just depends on like what your idea of fun is. If your idea of fun is coming up with a creative list that you built yourself and wrecking kids you know at the local game store then you know go ahead uh if you're if if your idea of fun is hey i'm gonna hang out with my buddies and play some x-wing and we're gonna have a close game and you know whoever wins wins fine if your idea of fun is i need to practice for this tournament and uh you know gonna tweak my list so that it wins and wins handily then it it just changes you know what i mean but you got to make sure i think above all else that your opponent is okay with whatever's happening because i think that's the big thing is is sometimes you could just put it down and and it's like oh no what have i done you know (laughs) yeah and it depends on your opponent sometimes they know what's happening and they can just say yeah i I don't want to deal with this right now and no offense and then they pick up their stuff and they find another opponent but obviously if you're placing someone new everything's a learning experience for them and they don't know when to kind of walk away. Um, I'm not saying walk away from every opponent if they have a hard list, but if obviously if you're not in the mood, you don't, this is supposed to be a fun game. You don't want to get yourself all upset over nothing. But I just think it's an interesting conversation. Like, when you come up with something fun and interesting, and then it's like, well, it's not fun for the opponent. Like, we do have to remember sometimes that, you're right, in, in a non-tournament setting, we should think about how we can react to others with this. I don't know, it's all, like, touchy-feely and stuff, I guess you could say. But it is important for, you're both playing this game. And you're spending your time just playing this game. So if you're playing against something like... If you're playing something and you know that your opponent... And if it's a friendly and he's just not going to have fun, maybe think about that a little bit. Yeah. And even my my stress scum squad where I have um, Asajj and Lando and Victor Hill. Like, that's, that's fun for me. Um... But I was playing some local people at the store, and then they jokingly go, "Oh no, not that list!" But like they'll, they're not gonna just refuse to play it because it's it's beatable. Like there's ways around it. Like it's not impossible to deal with. But yeah, like like Sam pointed out, like the the six inquisitors. Like I'm glad I never had to deal with that because that just seems not fun at all. Yeah, and and to to that point, like when we did the Tri City tournament, like Marcel 
Manzano ended up winning, and he was playing the six Barons with Brockets and Thread Tracers. And none of the three of us wanted to cast any of his games in the Swiss because we didn't want to see that list. <laughs> so that just tells you like the stigma, and it has nothing to do with him. Like we all like him a lot, but that just has to deal with the stigma of like that list where like it's going to be so boring and he's going to win because you know what I mean. Like the list was just so overpowered in that format. Um, but I think too, like when we talk about negative plays, sometimes it's just like a matchup thing. Like for whatever reason, every time I fly Fat Han, I always face against seismic charges. And so like for me, that's a negative play experience because I can't play the game, you know, like the one card in the entire game that can like get rid of obstacles. Mm-hmm. I seem to play every single time I play Fat Han. So, you know, it's it's also that where it's just like, you know, and we've all had this feeling too where we've sat down across the table and somebody puts a list down and we're like, oh God, I have to play against that. Triple Jump you know? Master. Yeah, it's just like stuff like that where you're just like, um, you know, uh, maybe I'll play my other list, you know. Um, or honestly, I, let's say my Nantex. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just it just kind of depends. But I think I think overall, like as long as you're, you know, up front with your opponent, I think that uh, and you're, you know, you, you say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do here. Is this OK? Like most people won't care because then they know what they're getting themselves into. you can't uh i mean your your opponent's attitude is kind of out of your hands too right like it's not it's not like you showed up again not at a tournament but at a regular game night or even online you didn't show up trying to make someone feel bad but you did show up probably wanting to win okay i swear i've never showed up trying to make somebody feel bad but i have showed up with let's have fun with this list and nobody else. Doesn't <laughs> sound so bad. Uh, especially in 1.0. But you know, like, as much as people hated my list, when they showed up, like, we had a regional at my store in 1.0, and this guy brought tractor beams, and the, his opponent was one of my, like, the regulars, he looked at that, and I'm like, I know how to beat this. Like, and he soundly beat the guy, and he's like, no one's beating this. He's like, that's because I know how to play against tractor beams. And So yeah, just, I mean, okay, this list, it's good, it's fun. It probably would go like three at three at a tournament. Because it's good first few rounds, and then people can figure out how to beat it. Mm-hmm. That, that's just, you know, my thought with this whole thing of, like, is there a negative play experience, and what should players do just by themselves? Like, we shouldn't strive to, make, strive to make an NPE environment. No, and if you're on the other side of it, do your best to not show your hate too much, and don't be in the middle of the game and be like, oh, I hate what you're flying. I hate Advanced Census Grey, or I hate Resistance A-Wings. Because uh, it can make them feel bad, and then you both feel bad. And th- I have gotten that. I've gotten this people in the middle of this game, in these games, like, this. I can't play against this. I can't play. Yeah, and then you make it sound like you're making an excuse for doing not great. And then that... And yeah, if you look at the games like this wins, it can usually, it's not winning by sheer dominance. It's winning out of frustration of the opponent. 
So, like, one of the games, um, I baited this guy's Kylo to fly right behind Kanan. Like, I saw how he was flying. I'm like, I'm going to go this forward, stop here. He's going to be behind me, and he's going to be tempted to take the shot, and then I'm just going to drop Kyronets. And yep. so, like, I baited that out, and I... I'm going to fly through the rocks to bait you into shooting Layden and so I can get a tractor beam so I can put you on a rock and there you go. But it's that whole taking away all their agency of playing the game. Yeah, just because it can be a field spat doesn't mean don't bring any control elements into your list. Just, uh, like, you can bring your ions, you can bring your tractors... Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess all we're trying to say is just be mindful of your opponent and be mindful of the way you're acting. And that's all you can really say about the subject. Everything yeah. summed up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Cause I think, I think everyone pointed out, like some people don't like seeing certain things and, you know, like, like for me, if I see five X-Wings across the table, I'm going to be mad because I don't think that should be a thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, that's not a, a negative play experience. It's just I just don't like playing against that, you know? Um, so what you're saying is because T-65s went down to 38, T-70 should go down to 40? Yeah, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Okay. I'm just not kidding. if I have to play against you with them. <laughs> no, I do like the the four T seventies with Rose though. That's a lot of fun. It can be it can be a lot to chew through, and but it's still a lot of variance in attack dice. Anyway, uh, I think that we've kind of said all we need to say yeah. about negative play experiences and how how it affects us and how we feel and now we got all of our feely feelies out of the way. I'm uh, reminded how much of a monster I was. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you're welcome. I, I said this before and I'll say this so it's on stream. Sam was unfortunately one of my like practice opponents up to Worlds when I was flying three and snare Nantex um, and Grievous. So he was on that receiving end of that negative but experience a lot. To, to that end, I actually I got some good practice against it, and I did face it, or I didn't face your particular list, but I faced two Nantexes and Grievous, and I and I was like, oh great, like I'm ready. This is a great matchup for me. <laughs> and then of course I got like destroyed, and it was my first stream game, and it was a huge feels bad. And I went and saw you afterwards, and you're like, how'd it go? And I'm like, I lost. You're like, what do you play against? And I was like, Nantexes. He's like, how'd you lose? <laughs> <laughs> so um no that was fun that was fun to to play against you in preparation for that tournament my so one the, shining spotlight so sam when you see that um people are not having a great time you i know on the stream you like uh using a bit of humor you have your one voice clip are you serious <laughs> yes, that's my friend James Jones. He's a, a local X-Wing player. Great guy. 
Um, but he is known for like getting mad at like dice variants, and he always says that. So I had him record it for me, and then I have it. Um, I'll just play it now. Are you serious? There you go. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Did you play that a lot that night? I did. Well, I don't remember if I did. <laughs> Sometimes I forget about it because I also let use the use the horn quite a bit. Um, but I mean, it's you can always tell even online. You can tell when people like aren't having a good time. Um, but there's not much you can do about it, right? Like, so yeah. I usually laugh it off, you know. I, I like, try oh, to whatever. apologize. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I know how it feels. I say that, and sometimes I feel. Like I'm being so gent, like feel like I know how it feels, man. I'm sorry, but then it also feels like I'm, I don't know the correct term, just saying it to make them feel better. Which yeah, or even if are. it's not just a list, if it's just a dice swing in your way, you're like, oh, oh man, <laughs> oh geez, yeah. why am I rolling and, and- hit crit three times in a row? Oh man. <laughs> And I will say, like, one thing I've tried to work on is when I'm losing, being a better sport about it. Because um, I've had I've been playing on stream more recently, and um, there's sometimes where I get really frustrated because I'm losing, and I just I feel like a jackass when I do that, even though it's not really something I can, you know. I mean, I can control it 100. percent I can control it, but so so I think that like. Just trying to remind myself that it's like it's just a game and like we're just trying to have a good time, you know. But I think, I think it's also my it, like right? competitive. Yeah. Both both players have to be responsible for their, you know, what they're bringing to the table, and and remember that it 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 kind of is just a game, even at a tournament. It's only going to be one tournament winner. Yeah, and I think that you know, and that's something that personally I need to work on. But also, it really depends on my opponent a lot. And I, I think that if my opponent is a really fun person to be around and play against, then I just have so much more fun playing the game. And I should be, I, I, I'm going to try to strive to be that guy more where I'm the one where they're like, oh, yeah, he was such a great opponent. Like, I loved playing against him. Um, he, I'm the, I've been the same way. Like, I'm trying to be as friendly as I can. Yeah, and like like the uh, a good example is uh, Josh Benjamin. He's a great player. He's one of the Carolina crates. I played him in top eight of Gen Con, and that was like one of the most fun matches I had. Even though it was like, you know, top eight of Gen Con, like we were playing for something at that point. And but he was just like really friendly, really nice. Like we had a good, solid, competitive match. But you know, we were still kind of joking back and forth, and 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 that and that was that was uh, courtesy, you know of him like he was he 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 made the match that way it wasn't me so i i i think i need to do a better job of keeping it fun and not being so serious and um doing that but that's just something that i that i've always had with games is i get i tend to get a little too competitive Mm -hmm. Uh, there is a lot of that Uh, that's totally fine i penguin i definitely do the penguin what do you mean by the penguin uh where you throw up your hands and just like, oh, yeah. Oh, um, there, there's a fun walk of Hexiled posts this German article about penguining. And I posted it to my group and they're like, they changed my nickname in the group chat to the penguin. 
because of that. Because <laughs> they're like, that's you. Oh, fun walk. I think, too, like, one thing that affects my attitude, and sorry if I've sort of taken this on a different trajectory no. than where it was supposed to go. But no, no, this is what think, it's all about. Awesome. Uh, well, I think one thing, too, about, like, how my mood is affected when I play games is, like, if the game is close, it's much different than if it's swingy in one way or the other. Because if I'm getting, like, crushed, I don't care anymore. Or if I'm doing the crushing, like, I don't care anymore. But if it's close, then I get really tense about it, you know? And it's just a different kind of vibe. It's, it's like the last two games uh, in the Gonk Line tourney. Uh, thanks, Brendan, um, from Gonk Squadron for hosting that. Uh, my last two games, I lost my last game in Swiss, but I, I still barely made the top four cut. Because uh, it's 33 players, so there's only a top four cut. And then I lost my top four. And both times I lost because... I took half points or killed my autopilot drone. I was no off way. by less uh, 10 or less points each time. <laughs> oh. So I was like, if I just knew the future to not kill my autopilot drone, I would have won. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but it, yeah, but those close games it, are great. Yeah. And it's just crazy how much a game can swing, right? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've casted a game or I've played a game where I'm like, all right, cool, I like my approach, I'm in the lead, things are going well, and then all of a sudden, like, the game just swings, you know, one roll of the dice. How many times have we seen that happen? Um, and that's one of the beautiful things about X-Wing is, like, you're never that, that really is, out of it. That, and, that, and that is part of the, the huge fun of this game is the swings. Like, you can... You know, you could be uh, three quarters of the way through a game and think, you know, I've got this wrapped up. I'm definitely going to win. And then, yeah, like you say, these awesome unknowables happen and your opponent beats you. And it, and it ends up being a real tight, close game. Those tight, close games are, are the best games, I think. The most fun for me. What well, is unfortunate sometimes, and it's not just the lists that are brought. Sometimes it can be a negative play experience just losing the bid. As well, you could. I agree with that. You could literally have a list of all I fours, but if you have, let's say, I four interceptors across from you that can double reposition, you might not shoot them for most of the game, right? Yeah, my two biggest gripes of variance on this game are crit variance and main, mainly crit variance and uh, die roll at the beginning of the game for initiative. Those are the two. The two most random aspects of the game, in my opinion, um, they can totally change the outcome of a game where neither player has any control over it. Or if you take a large bid and then somebody beats you by one or two points on the bid, it's like, ah. Oh, that's probably yeah, the game. That that I don't feel so bad about because if you're going like 18 points deep on a bid and then somebody outbids you, like... It's kind of like, well, guess you should have taken, you know, not taken that predator, um, <laughs> you know. But 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 when the when the when the bid is matched, like so, for example, um, in the Corona Renegades tournament, the second one, I was playing. Speaking of Seven B Jedi, I was playing Anakin, Obi Wan, and a Gold Squadron trooper, uh, both with Seven B and Regen. 
and uh, I played against Ketch, who was playing Han, his Han Wedge, um, Jake List. And we were both at 197. And the die roll completely determined the outcome of that game because he beat me in the die roll and his Han moved after me. And if I were to move after him, it would have been a totally different game. So, like, that was frustrating. You know what I mean? So, from the perspective of someone that doesn't even play X Wing, uh, unless I force him to, my friend Mike, um, uh, it's been my best friend for a long time. Uh, I've had him play the game a couple times, and he says that he says every time the bid that determines who goes first or second every single round of the game is really stupid. <laughs> That's what he says every time. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, what that's else that's the do? opinion of someone that doesn't even play the game. Uh, I do mean, you, you, could, you, could, you could take turns, right? That could be a thing. Well, then why? Yeah, you could, uh, but I don't like the alternating initiative. Some people are, are all about that. That, to me, is just way too convoluted and, and Yeah, confusing. I don't know. Then what's um, the point of bids and initiative and, and any of that? Then? Yeah. Might as well just take turns every time. Like, yeah, I don't well, like Well, that's that. why that's why people some people say um like the points that you get for your from your bid should be awarded to your opponent at the beginning of the game. See, that's an argument that I can maybe get behind. Um, but that's the only like bid argument that I actually think has any validity. I apologize. I'm just gonna be gone for a couple minutes. Sure. No worries. Because I think people are really quick to like, oh, you know, high initiative ships with a deep bid are a problem, right? Because people have to complain about something. Um, <laughs> but they're, you're leaving points on the table for a reason. They're, they're points on the table where you could be have a better ship and you're choosing not to have a better ship or an additional ship. Yeah, I played a list where uh, I could have almost had another ship. Yeah, and so you're making uh, that decision. But, you know, the the argument that, like, those points should be awarded to your opponent, that's something that I I could maybe see, because then you're not turning those ships into, like, these, you know, point fortresses as much. But I also don't think it's a huge problem. I believe in making 200 points every time, or as close to it as possible. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're okay, Certainly you're going to give do, me right? the points. I'm gonna find toys. If you give me the points, I'm gonna use them and have toys. Oh, you mean I can take laden with snapshot? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll put snapshot and laden, sure. Generally, I would use all the points if I had if I had them available, just with that one yeah. scup list. You have 200 points to do what you want with. I feel leaving any points gone is doing a disservice to the game. I feel like it depends on what you're playing, though. True. That's why I'm not good sometimes. I mean, most of your lists are like I3s and I4s, right? Yeah. Um, A lot of your lists that I've seen you build are that. And so with that, I agree 100%. Uh, you should be using all your points. But like, if you're playing Suntir Fell and Vader, 
you know, I'm 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 thinking you're probably going to want to get some sort of a bid there so you don't get outbid by like a Han Solo, you know. Um that's just my my favorite. I mean, just fly better than <laughs> I hate yeah. to use that. I mean, fly different, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, and I've gotten in trouble by saying this, but if you're playing and you're depending on always having the bid, then you need to bring like a massive before anyone else. If you're depending on that, go for it. You need to know how to play if you don't have the bid and approach it differently. Oh, I agree. And I, I feel like a lot of people don't know how to do that. And me included. Like, I feel like I've tried to learn. I've, I've been playing more uh, Republic uh, recently with Sense uh, just so I could like train myself. Okay, my aces are, mo- you know, three ship Republic with my aces moving uh, first just so I could kind of like train myself. Okay, this is what I need to do um, to like win these games. But, but I think that, like, you know, if you're coming in with a, you're playing aces and you're coming in with an eight point bid, like, you're, and you're, and you, you think you're going to be moving last all the time, like, you're probably going to be in for a rude awakening. Um, because um, you're going to get outbid by somebody. That's why I just bring my K wings with Cassian and Informant, and I can see what you're going to do. So I don't need the right. bid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I like Sense a lot, uh, especially on Republic. Um, I think Sense is a great tool, and Republic have a lot of great ships that are really good at blocking, like Anakin in the uh, Naboo Starfighter is great. All the Adas are very good at blocking because you can sense them and then um, do your preposition. So, um, yeah, there's two there's tools to fight not moving second. So, I think I think any suggestion of like alternating the movement is in my opinion, is a is a not a good suggestion. I think we've had great conversations today. Absolutely. And so we wait for Luke and talk about the uh, last thing, the uh, tournament coming up, the team tournament. Which one? They have a like X nationwide. I say worldwide, like X Wing team tournament. Luke knows more about it than I do. Sounds cool. So, like, every nation is putting up teams. Has someone done this before? Yeah, it was part of the European Continentals. It was like the day before them. Um, it was in Poland the last time it was live, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. This sounds familiar. <clears throat> there were yeah. some nice uh, Team America painted ships that were the Gold Squadron yes. brought, right? Yeah. Yes, there were. That is correct. Okay. So this yeah, one, cool. I believe, was yeah. This one, I believe, was organized by Marcel Manzano, and. I don't know exactly what the rules are, but I keep seeing the teams popping up. So, um, yeah, I'll look forward to to watching some so, coverage of it. I, when you is know, it? no clue. Do not know. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, we definitely need to look back. <laughs> yes, I just think it's interesting. I brought this up in another chat. Um, so, like, you have these teams from Malaysia, 
um, and all these other smaller places coming up with these like teams and you know them. And then the American team is like seven people out of all the different sections. It's like in a D2, the Mighty Ducks, where you have Team USA, but they're made up of half people from Minnesota. More than half. <laughs> so is there just going to be one Team USA? Yeah. Oh, wow. So tough competition, then. How do you get on? There was an app- application process. Okay, so like a first come, first serve then. Or, or they look at, you know, the I don't know. Carson's on it. I know. And so is Will. You know how many countries are up so far? You're asking me questions that are way out of my knowledge base. Okay. <laughs> who's, th- who's you said Goal Squadron? Uh, Fly Better, I know that is. I don't know. Ask me why I think Protectorate Gleb should go up in points. I can give you that answer. But ask me stuff like that. Up, oh, no clue. <laughs> Do we agree Gleb should not be two points? Is he really good? I haven't played a lot. So Protectorate Gleb is a crew. After you coordinate, so it gives you the red coordinate action. And then his card text reads, after you coordinate, you may transfer one orange or red token to the ship you coordinated. I think they eroded it to say friendly ship. Um, but, oh, really? Already? Yeah. Um, because of a weird thing with Hondo. But you can coordinate a ship to take an action and then pass that stress token you're getting to that ship you just coordinated. So let's say that ship hasn't moved yet. So you plan a blue maneuver. So you pass that stress off, do the blue, and you get another action. And you don't have the stress. Yeah, it's a, it is a really good card. Two points, yeah, that could go up. It's not very much. I would definitely... Yeah, that, that would get used a lot. Oh. oh, it doesn't have the date here. Upcoming XTC 2021. I'll keep scrolling. Like Malta has a team. Okay, Malta yeah, has just a team. There's a there's actually a video on their Facebook page that's like all the team captains talking about their teams, but it doesn't have the date of the tournament. Who needs that? <laughs> uh. So these are probably all the like Malta's not a huge country. These are probably you know the top players in Malta. Oh, for sure. 
like maybe the only players in Malta. I remember I played against one guy from Croatia, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm the only uh, X-wing player in Croatia," and he beat oh. me. So I got like beat by the entire country of Croatia in X-wing. <laughs> it's funny. Well, then you'll be sure to see him at the tournament. Norway. There's still no dates. So this is this is not put together very well. Team Ireland. Oh, they have a cool video. Or maybe not. <laughs> it's a video. Oh, there is a lot of teams on here uh, already posted up. Ooh, Team France. I'm going to go for them. Where is the XTC being streamed? I think it takes place over multiple weeks. Like, I don't think it's like oh, a yeah. single weekend. So... I'm sure we'll get matches. I'm hoping I can get a few of them. I don't know. I don't know how I'll go about doing that, but we'll see. In Singapore. I know there is a way for countries to get like uh, mercenaries. So you can, so for example, if there are too many people from the USA that want to participate, if a country doesn't have, you know, enough people they can hire out mercenaries from other countries right and now i don't want anyone listening to think oh he wanted to be no i have no intention i'm not good enough for team usa i'm just saying it's weird all these other countries like you put it together team usa from like all the these people and then you put together like team london so of course you're going to get like the 186 you get ollie back okay we've been waiting because you have all the answers luke oh answers for what i cannot find go ahead ask xtc xtc okay so there's a a x-wing team tournament there's about 30 countries signed up i made a post on facebook on the fly better group uh asking uh, anybody that's comfortable with having their names being said on our podcast, we appreciate it if you posted your country and team members. Uh, as of right now, um, there's a few uh, teams that aren't fully registered yet, um, but I'll, I'll name off the ones that are. I know that um, Team Canada has uh, Devin Monkhouse as their team captain. Oh, cool. other, other than that, I don't know anything. Um, let's see here. That's your home team, though. I was going to say, Lou, you don't know what's going on with your own people. Just pass them. Uh, I think I'll it was posted off. on Fly Better here, but I, uh, I'll see if I can find it. Was it was just after. there. It was? I'll find it. Hold on. Okay. Uh, oh, but I'll give a shout out to everybody that uh, commented on my post here. Um, so... We have uh, confirmation. Yeah, somebody said team deadline isn't here yet, so a lot of teams don't necessarily have their full roster set up yet. Uh, we have Team Brazil um, with uh, Pedro Campos. I'm sorry if I butcher anybody's names. Uh, Sergio Henrique uh, Veloso. Uh, Another uh, Henrique Heman, um, Rodrigo Denical, and then some of these look like gamer tags. Uh, Leo eighty six, 
Rodrigo uh, Campos, Marcelo Dantas, and Leandro Foliotis. I am I'm terrible at pronouncing things. I'm sorry. I feel you did really well with that. Uh, we got Team Sweden. Good Let's luck with this. this. <laughs> uh, representing the Rebels, we have Andreas Carlson. Uh, we've seen him around online. Uh, representing Empire, we got Archibald Zamoni. Uh, representing Republic, Eric Reimers. Uh, rep- representing the Separatists. Repress Separatisting. <laughs> Johan um, Bicinius, uh First Order, Johan Hofferberg, uh, Resistance, Michael Lundeberg, and Scott Villainy, Nicholas God. And I like how they're doing it, that everyone's assigned a faction that they're playing. Yeah, and then they have two other members as um, uh, management and trainers, or I guess would be um, replacements, like just in case somebody can't make it. We got Christopher Bankson and Simon Angmelm. Maybe I shouldn't have said those names because I think I just butchered the heck out of them. No, you were you were pretty good. <laughs> uh, Marcel Monzano has Team USA. No one gives a shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We got a. I'm only saying that because he's been saying that Team USA is the only one that matters on everybody's team post. Oh, that's <laughs> typically American, right? Yeah. That's Marcel. <laughs> and uh, love you, Marcel. Uh, so we have got Team Captain Marcel with Steve Cotillo uh, representing Empire. He just won. Um, the Aces tournament, I believe, with the Lieutenant or with the Goron and the Interceptor, and then the four Tie Strikers. Yep. Uh, all that nonsense. So you can bump and have focus evade every turn. Uh, we got Carson Ray flying the Republic, Doug Howe flying First Order, Daniel Leone, who was our previous That's guest. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, representing the Separatists, uh, William Hagwood. Representing Scum, Matt Carey, uh, doing Rebels, and then uh, a couple of supports. We got Tommy Adam and uh, Tommy Adams and Kenneth Lyon. All right, uh, so that's uh, Team America there. Uh, team Chile uh, posted a logo up here, but they don't quite have their team ready yet. They're having uh, qualifiers. Yeah, to see who can be on the team, I suppose. I don't think that's for every team. I think some just chose who they wanted, right? You know more than I do. Yeah, I'm not sure if that just means that they're in the middle of a tournament right now and finding out after. Um, and we got... Uh, team Paul Norway. Longelon. Yeah, we got Tom Longalon saying that they're going to announce another lens within a few days. Uh, Team Norway. We got Mikkel Hedegaard, uh, Svir Bakali, Elric, 
month. Uh, Flipster, he is uh, one of the head people on the TTS mod. So thank you very much, Flipster. Um, we got Kevin O'Connell, Thomas Veda, Torbjorn Ostbo, um, Toby Z is he says is his gamer tag there. We see him. He plays on Hexile. Yeah, we see him around. We got. Sorry, it's a little blurry. The picture. Leaf Tongstad. Leaf Tongstad. Okay, and uh, I leaf, and then we get Hakan Johansson and Elric Garshall. And that's Team Norway there. Team Spain is still working on the roster. Team England. This will be a, a tough team to beat. I'm assuming Team Captain. It's not saying who the Team Captain is. Nope. But we got Oliver Pocknell at the top of the pitcher here. Tom Reed, Kester Smith, Paul Owen, Tim King, Ashok Hemmings. He did really well in the Kyber Cup. Um, Lloyd Boyman, uh Dom Flanagan, and Julian Hood. Who he's really good. Julian Hood's a very recognizable name. We got Team Ireland here. They had a really fun video that they posted. Um, team captain Gary McDowell. Uh, then we got Chris Caves representing Rebels. Nick Harris. Uh, he actually designed my Spice Girls HMP cards. So thank you very much, Nick. He is uh, he's part of the Firestorm Firecast. Uh, X-Wing Streaming. We've got Jonathan Beatty representing Scum. Richard Pauly representing Resistance. Connor Holmes representing First Order. Uh, Cormac Higgins representing the Republic. Uh, Gary Holton representing Separatists. And we got Simon Willis and Chris Baird as support. Team Siberia will be ready in a couple of days. And Team Peru members still on the way. And that's everybody on the post there. Uh, Dave, did you find Team Canada? I found the post I was looking at, but it's some sort of joke post with fake names. Oh. I think that there was a real one there, but we know that Devin Munkhouse is the captain. And hopefully uh, all of the teams will be set up and we can kind of say see all of the countries that are participating in the next episode. Uh, thanks to everybody that posted your squads or um, your teams and your country that you're representing. And it's uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch it unfold. And hope when it starts. Um, let's see. Well, most people are saying in a few days they'll have their teams ready, but I'm not actually sure when it starts. Might be a, a spring or summer thing. Listeners, you get all the good info on Ewok on Force Moon Radio. <laughs> Here. XTC 2021 X-Wing. I think we got... Here's the... Yeah, I don't see anything past the 2019 one. Yeah, so they totally <laughs> skipped 2020, and now they're going to 2021. 
but last year it didn't start till August. So I'm assuming it'll be in the summer. We will have more information in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Everything's kind of all the documents and stuff are not really available to everybody right now. I just got That's what fine. I could. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's everything uh, for shouting out the XTC. Uh, now there's one other shout out I had, and that's uh, to you, Sam. Um, thanks for coming on here. Is there um, not necessarily shout outs, but I was. Um, what was I going to say here? Uh, sorry, my mind is blanked. Baby brain. Yeah, uh, that is definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, um, if there's any 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 subjects, like, uh, on streaming or anything like that, that you wanted to talk about. But um, I had a more yeah. sophisticated way of saying it. No, it's okay. You know, I don't think so. I think that, uh, you know, I just want to give a big thank you, first of all, to, to, to the three of you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to, to talk some X-Wing with, uh, with some good friends. And um, I just also wanted to say a big thank you to all the other X-Wing streamers, um, with, a, with a particular thank you to Greg from Nickel City X-Wing. He, he really... Uh, pushes the community aspect of the X-Wing streamers, and he's very generous with uh, other other streamers. He he really helped build my channel a lot, and I owe a lot to him for that. Um, and also, you know, Scott from Hexiled, of course, and uh, Dion from Gold Squadron Podcast. They, they've all been very, very generous with both their knowledge and their time and you know, letting me poke around their discords and, and all that good stuff. So so just wanted to give a shout out to all the other uh, awesome X-Wing streamers. There's a lot of us now and um, a lot of great people. Also, I should I should shout out Nick from 312 Squadron as well. Um, a lot of great people, a lot of great content. So uh, we all love to do it. And uh, yeah, I just, it's a, I'm just uh, blessed to be part of the community. Yeah, absolutely. Your channel's grown wonders um i just want to tell a quick story of how i um, found out about your channel uh i was going to play a game with greg and then he put me on your channel without telling me oh we're going to be on stream now a what oh okay who's this can i clear it oh that's cool and then i think like in the next couple days like you started streaming more, and then I subbed to you. I was like, "This guy's pretty cool." Thanks, so. man. Yeah, I appreciate that. And all my all my viewers are pretty amazing. I mean, uh, I've done a couple of charity streams now and raised close to a thousand dollars in two charity streams, which is mind boggling. But it just just goes to show you, like, you know, uh, streaming isn't isn't all like playing Call of Duty until four in the morning and chugging Monster Energy drinks. Like, there's a lot of good people that play video games and, and board games and X-Wing and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's been a really fun thing. Well, that's not everything. Most of my Twitch recommendations, for some reason, are 
chicks in bikinis sitting by the pool just telling stories. There's a lot of those too. That was like a good time as well. Different yeah. podcasts, but yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, I can't give that to you, Lou. Oh. <laughs> Instead of um, uh, tank top Sundays, we'll get uh, yoga pant Thursdays. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What happened to topless Tuesdays? Yeah, I don't know if you want to see my mammal toe on yoga pant Thursdays or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's the... everybody's got their uh, super stretched out COVID body from being sheltered <laughs> in place, right? And I also want to shout out Ruffles. Those, those <laughs> how can, how can we live without them? Those sons of bitches did it. They made a ketchup flavored chip, finally. <laughs> and it's uh, it's not as good as Lay's ketchup chips, but. Uh, Costco right now only has two flavors of chips. It's Tostitos and extra crunchy ketchup flavored Ruffles. Costco only has two flavors of chips. Uh, when my uh, mom was there picking up stuff, uh, yes. Are those the only two flavors she got you? Those are the only two flavors that were available. I'm thinking she lied to you and just grabbed two bags and said that's all it was. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> There's no way Costco only has two flavors. <laughs> I was lied to. Lies deception. <laughs> hey, at I least you got the flavor chips it. though. And they're okay. They're a little heavy on the powder. <laughs> Aren't we all a little heavy on the powder these days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. Butter donuts. <laughs> and uh yeah i i never ask you guys i should ask dave and atreides do you guys have any shout outs uh well you did last episode i i don't this week no i haven't guessed it on any other podcast lately just did i do it last time you, you did yeah because i i remember because i was uh on someone else's cast and i mentioned it oh okay cool. i have nothing this week just just that I love X-Wing, love the community, hope everybody is staying safe and healthy. Can't wait to see and shake hands again, man. It'll be cool. It's coming someday. I will shout out my uh, wife's blog. She blogs about our family D&D games. It's getting a lot of traction in the tabletop role-playing family group stuff. Uh, we are like also testing out other things for family games if for kids. Uh, if you have kids and like D&D type stuff. That's what we're involved in. That's awesome. Yeah, I was and reading the world the other of cord, day. Uh, core Yeah, I was reading the other day that D&D is great because murder in real life is illegal. <laughs> yeah, and I I want to shout out my wife for being such a trooper only being one week post op. And uh, having our second and final child and shouting out my daughter uh, because she has Talison as a middle name and Talison's my favorite pilot. So You did it, Lou. Good job. I did it. <laughs> How do you know it's your final child? Because uh, she got a two for one. Oh. The C-section and the tubal all in one. Oh, oh, okay. That went over <laughs> yeah. my head there. It's um, say, there's ways to know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I don't know. I 
There's always, <laughs> you know, ac- happy accidents. Miracle babies later on in life. Could adopt. Mm. Yeah, if we're desperate. <laughs> we're pretty. <laughs> if we're desperate, we'll take someone else's mistake. No problem. <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. Now that's like she she had to do a C-section for for both, right? And uh I don't want her to have to go through that again if we can help it. Oh, no, it's cool. I was just asking if uh I I don't I I'd never heard it phrased that way. Um uh, No, I I think baby. I think I coined the term <laughs> for for these procedures anyway. <laughs> but yeah, if you're might as well if if you know what you want, just get it done. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, thanks uh thanks everyone so much for joining us, especially uh everyone listening to the Twitch stream. Um we'll uh we're trying to keep the two week schedule. Um I know I was a couple minutes late because my son wasn't going to bed on time. But that's okay. We'll try and uh, we'll try and keep it going. I know um, it'll take a few more weeks before my wife's all healed up. So hopefully, uh, I'll be able to keep this up, and she'll be able to keep track of the two little ones for a couple hours while I do this. We can adjust the time too, if you want. See what happens. Yeah, normally nine o'clock is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> 